The Comic Book Time Machine, episode 126, the DC 100-page comic giant, series one, the Walmart exclusives. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Time Machine. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I am a comic book fan, comic book reader, comic book collector, comic book writer, and comic book time traveler. And what does it all mean to you as the listener? Well, it means that we have found a new way to travel through time. I'm holding them in my hands right now. And this is the 100-page Comic Giant exclusive editions that have been published by DC Comics as reprints of their some of their better stories, is what they're trying to say. And uh, they were published in these 100-page uh, perfect binding editions, $5 each as a Walmart exclusive. So uh, when we found out about these... Um, they really, uh, they, they grabbed my interest. I was just really curious, like, what are these going to be like? What's going to be in them? And, um, will they be easy to find? And these books are, um, they're, they are exactly what they say. They're a hundred pages. Um, uh, they're only $5 and each one of them has three reprint issues from recent DC past. And then one 12 page original story that is completely original to this edition only meaning it, these stories are exclusive uh, to Walmart. You cannot find them anywhere else. They're not being released digitally right now. They're not being released. There, there's been no collection announced and they are, uh, it's just a really interesting thing. Now uh, what this does is it, it gets into that uh, idea where I love digests. I love collected editions and I love the blind bag. And these are almost blind bags. Not quite, you know what you're getting when you, when you pick them up, but they do in some ways feel a little, a little random. And so uh, they were announced and just the idea, $5, hundred pages. And I'm, I want to find out more. I want to, I want to find these and I want to read them. And so, uh, this episode is going to, <laughs> there's going to be some story time here as I talk about how I got two of them for free, essentially. And I'm going to talk about, um, just looking for them. Uh, I actually spoke to someone at Walmart randomly actually today, the day I'm recording this, uh, because today, the day I'm recording this, um, I actually managed to pick up two of the next round, the, the issue number two of, of two of the, the series. So yeah, so they announced uh, the the series, and there there are four monthly editions that are coming out uh, every month, and they're they're coming out like I said, exclusive to Walmart. And so um, one of them is Justice League of America, and that's that's one series that they're doing. Uh, then there's Superman, there's Batman, and there's Teen Titans. Now Justice League of America, uh, I almost wish they would have just called it Wonder Woman, so it could have been Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, because the original story that is going to appear in Justice League of America is a Wonder Woman story. Now, obviously, then the superhero that is going to be focused upon in Superman is Superman. Same for Batman. It's the namesake. And then Teen Titans are also in the original story, just that 12-page original story. The backups for each of these are are different, though. They aren't necessarily the cover uh 
the title characters, uh, the Justice League of America backup stories. There is, uh, I shouldn't say backup stories because <laughs> there really isn't a backup story. But um, yeah, in in Justice League of America that that edition, uh, the original story is Wonder Woman. But then uh, of the three reprinted stories, you get a Justice League story, a Flash story, and an Aquaman story. And in Superman, you get the Superman original story. Uh, then you get Superman Batman number one, uh, Green Lantern story, and then the Terrifics, which is a very new series. I mean, their issue seven is coming out this month or next month, and. So, I mean, that's, that's a relatively new, uh, the Batman edition, uh, has uh, Batman and it's the hush story. And then there's a Nightwing story and then a Harley Quinn story. And then in teen Titans, you get teen Titans, uh, original story, teen Titans reprint, a super sons story, and then a, uh, story a series called sideways, which I had, I was vaguely aware of a thing that was called sideways because I thought that's an odd name for a, a comic book, but it's, yeah, it's, it's what's out there. Um, so these things, yes, they were in Walmart and, uh, the last month has been a, uh, almost a treasure hunt and it's been kind of fun, you know, just being on the hunt, you know, this is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to hunting and gathering where I'm, I'm out there, you know, stalking the Walmarts and trying to find the different, uh, issues, and uh, these were supposed to have been released uh, beginning of the month. So July, uh, these issue number ones were released in July. And so there, there was rumors that, you know, two were going to come out at a time. And then two weeks later, the no another two would come out. Um, and then they were talking about uh, how some places were just putting out all four. And then what was happening was there was a uh, cardboard dump that the Walmart stores were getting. And this cardboard dump was being emptied by what's assumed to be collectors. Now I've also heard some theories that it's not just collectors who are doing it and then selling it on eBay. It's also retailers, um, stores, comic shop stores who are buying them and then, you know, putting them away so they can pull them out later on and, and mark, mark them up. Uh, I also have seen, and first I thought this was just a rumor, but I've actually seen some actual messages of retailers who were very unhappy that these original 12 pages in each one of these issues is not available anywhere other than Walmart. And I do know there are people who absolutely uh, detest Walmart's practices and de detest Walmart as an entity and have been angry about these things because, well, DC's working with Walmart. Um, then there's also people who are um, unhappy because, yeah, you can't get these anywhere else. You can't buy them digitally. What if you don't have Walmart near you? Then you're going to miss out on those 12-page stories and you're not going to get that original series. And retailers then are, you know, retailers do not have uh, the option to order these through uh, Diamond, uh, whereas the Marvel Digest books, which are smaller size, but kind of the same pattern where it's a, a lot of reprints, uh, those are available in many grocery stores, but also uh, your comic book shops are able to order them through Diamond. And those, I've talked about those digests before. Those are good. And those digests are intended to be uh, picked up by all ages of readers. Uh, there are old stories from classic Marvel time periods, 70s uh, and 80s. But then there's also new stories that are all ages stories. Some of them, like with the Spider-Man stories that they've used, uh, were reworkings of classic stories in a modern setting. 
and with modern dialogue and modern art style. Uh, but it's, a, it's the same classic stories you would find, you know, in early amazing Spider-Man st- uh, comics. Um, but those were definitely intended uh, to get the same reach as what the Archie comics were getting because Archie comics are still being sold in grocery stores. You know, as you're going through the checkout line, you can find them where they're meant to be an impulse buy. Hey, I can, I can just spend a couple bucks and give my kid something they're going to like. Um, and so they're, they're well-priced. The, the pricing on those things is great. The content that you get in those books is a, is really good. I, I mean, they're not all exactly what I love, but they are all definitely, uh, you can see the value in them and, and they're, they're classic stories, but also intended, uh, to bring in young readers to get them hooked on comics. And uh, yeah, so then you have these. And what's interesting is and a lot of people were saying, well, because these are going to be in Walmart, they're going to get exposure that they, uh, kids are going to be exposed to these that wouldn't have been exposed to these before. And I can say, I can attest to this. The X-Men Digest book is the only one I actually saw um, someone holding in the wild. I saw all those Marvel Digest books in stores. But the X-Men one that they did, uh, I actually was standing in line. I saw there's this family ahead of me and little girl picked it up off the shelf, you know, out of the little uh, rack that's, that, that's holding them, picks it up, starts flipping through it, likes what she sees, turns to her mom, asks her to buy it. And it worked, you know, <laughs> it worked. Uh, so the same idea is supposed to be here with these, these editions, these hundred page comic giants. Big difference for me is that the content of these books is not all ages. I mean, there's some bloody, bloody stuff in, in some of these stories. And there's some, you know, the, the Teen Titans book is definitely the most all ages of all of them. Uh, but in the Batman book, the Harley Quinn story has some really gross violence in it. Um, in the, uh, the Justice League book, um, you know, it just the stories are mature, but not necessarily, you know, in the graphic violence kind of sense, but they're, they're mature and not necessarily the kind of thing that kids are going to really, really get into. Um, yeah. And I guess it's probably the Batman book with the Harley Quinn story in it. And also the, the Nightwing story. That's the most, well, the darkest, I guess, I guess you would expect the, the Batman, the Batman one to be the darkest, but, um, these these all these these don't feel like all ages books to me, except for Teen Titans. That that maybe is probably the most all ages, but even that it's 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 aimed towards teens. And when you think about the placement, actually, that kind of makes sense. When I say placement, I mean the store placement. The cardboard dump that is being put out in Walmart stores is being put out in Walmart stores near all the collectible items. And so it's, that's where the collectible cards are, the, the, uh, magic of the gathering and the Yu-Gi-Oh and, and whatever new things that aren't, um, super ancient that, that I actually know about because they're ancient and I'm just vaguely aware of them. Um, but also the blind bags of little toys and, and the collectible items like that. Uh, and these things are up front near the uh, checkout lines because it's harder, I guess, to shoplift them, just stick them in your pocket and because they're, in a higher traffic area. And so these have been placed with that area. So <clears throat> I decided I want to find these. I want to find them. I want to read them. And I thought, you know, this might be 
monthly reading for me, you know, monthly DC regular reading for me. Uh, the only thing right now like that, that I have is justice league dark. I'm going to be buying that every month. And that's because, well, one of the main cast members of justice league dark is the swamp thing. And so I'll be buying that book as long as he's a member of the team. <laughs> as soon as he quits the team, I'll be done reading that book. And you can find out more about that and what will probably end up being our next episode of comic book time machine, uh, with the, with the swamp monster, um, the uh, comic book Swamp Monsters sub-series that I do. So uh, so my, my, my hunt began. And what's interesting is right at the beginning of the month, in the beginning of, of July of 2018 when these came out, I received a flyer in the mail. And when this flyer came, I took a look at it and I was like, you could win. A f- you could win a car. And you could also win $2,000. And you could also win... A TV, a giant screen TV, like a 10,000 inch screen TV. And you could also win a $10 Walmart gift card. And so I scratched off the thing. And sure enough, I had a matching code. Like I couldn't believe my luck. I have a matching code. What's going on? What am I going to, I, I could go, I could win. Well, if you look really closely, you'll see that the odds of winning are based on the idea that they're going to send out 25,000 of these flyers. And three of these flyers are winners where you're winning the, the TV, the, um, the car or the 2000 bucks or whatever it is. And then the rest of these matching winning, winning things are $10 Walmart gift cards. All you have to do is go into the car dealership that sent this out and and just show them your thing. And then they would, uh, they would, uh, tell you what you want. Now, <laughs> so I knew that I was a winner, but I didn't know what I won. The question was, did I win the car? Did I win the 1500 bucks or 2000 bucks? Or did I win the TV? Or did I win two of the DC 100 page comic giants? And so when I saw that the, prize that you, you know, is, you're going to win if you go in was a $10 Walmart gift card. I just, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk into that place. I'm going to, um, listen to them, talk to me about, you know, and try and convince me to buy a car. I'm going to get that $10 gift card because I'm going to use that $10 gift card. And I'm going to get two of these 100 page comic giant issues for free, or at least maybe not for free. I'm going to have to pay the, a few cents of tax on top of that. And also, um, it's not for free. The car dealership has paid for them. So for me to go into that car dealership, I can waste 15 minutes to get some free comics. So I did. I went in and um, showed them my card, and they sat me down, and they were trying to get me to, you know, so what are you driving right now? Well, I'm driving a 1998 uh, Toyota Corolla. Oh, do you like your car? Yeah, I really like my car. Uh, what do you like about it? I like it because um, I don't have to pay any more on it, and it's it's running. And so <laughs> then they're like, "Well, you're in the mo- you're in the market for anything?" No, I'm not. I really just came in to get this prize. Well, are you sure you're not in the market for anything? I, we can we can show you some cars. I'm like, no, I, I really just want to um, show you my my little flyer here and 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 get my the prize that I've won. 
Wow. And so I know that the guy was really, really disappointed. And it, I, the guy was actually a really nice guy. Uh, I, I felt almost a little bad, but you know, they sent me the flyer and the flyer promised me a prize. And I knew the prize is not going to be a free you know, car, a TV or the $2,000. I, I knew that. Although they designed that flyer really, really well. They designed it to make it look like if you're, when you scratched it off, the thing you're matching it against was next to, there was four things you could match it against and there was four different prizes and they were in two columns and it made it look like whatever you matched was one of those prizes. Cause if you're looking, it's just these four things. And if you look closely, you realize that they're two different design elements, but they were done that way on purpose. I'm sure because they wanted to get people's hopes up that they had won uh, you know, the, the big money prize or that they had won the, uh, the car or won the TV and then they get in there and be disappointed. But I was not going to be disappointed when I went in there. No, I was not going to be disappointed because I knew what I was walking in there to get. In fact, if I had won the $1,500, I wouldn't have been disappointed, but I would have still used 10 of that $1,500 to buy myself a 100-page comic giant from Walmart. Why? Because that's what I was dead set on, and once I get an idea in my head, sometimes I can't let it go, and that's just a personal problem that I need to overcome probably. But uh, <laughs> so finally, the guy totally – he realized – lost battle. Um, this guy who's driving a 1998 Toyota Corolla is not interested in buying a brand new car. And, um, you know, I, what am I going to say? You know, I, I, I'm, I, am driving this old car. Why? Because it's paid off. It runs and it doesn't look pretty, but it runs nicely. It's, it's a smooth car. And the only problem I have with that car is the air conditioning doesn't work. So I just have to drive with the, with the windows down. Not a big deal. And every once in a while I have to put some money into repairs. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it does its job. Um, it fits my budget. You know, I don't have much of a budget, uh, which, uh, as you can tell, I'm going through these great lengths to get $10 so I can buy two of these hundred page comic giant things. But anyway, he took me over to the thing to match up my, my prize code against the prize codes they have there. And again, there's three winning prize codes out of this 25,000 flyer thing that went out. And you know that the people who won those big prizes, they, they got the flyer. They didn't even look, they threw it away and they just didn't care because, you know, what are the odds? Right. And it was only because I looked really close at the flyer to see, Oh, it's a guaranteed winner. I'm guaranteed to win something. And there are 24,997 Walmart gift cards that they are guaranteeing and I'm going to be one of them. And so they matched up my card, saw, Oh, it's a $10 gift card. I was like, yep, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> the guy, I don't know. I don't know what this guy thought about me. Um, I didn't tell him that I was doing this just to get these comics. So anyway, he gets me the, the gift card, hands it to me. And I'm like, thank you. And, uh, I went to Walmart. Well, I'd love to say I just walked out of that car dealership, walked into Walmart, found these things and bought them. But instead I walk into Walmart and there is the cardboard dump and the cardboard dump has the DC magazine showcase that they had around wonder woman time, which I did an episode about here on comic book time machine. I did an episode about that along with a, a digest or two from Marvel. And that one had reprints of comics um, that were featuring Batman and, and wonder woman in the justice league. 
was ten dollars. Uh, what was interesting was that they have marked those down with a sticker to say that they are also five dollars. So they have marked those down to match the price of these hundred page giants that I have here. And uh, so they had those, and then they also had um, these kind of three issue blind packs that's, that they've had actually at Walmart for a long while. Uh, that are you know they're they have uh, it's a lot of rebirth stuff and so it's it's dc it's new dc i'm not interested that much in in the uh in those blind packs that's why i haven't bought those they were also expensive for what you got inside them uh, but they are also marked at five dollars that's all that were in there they didn't have any of the new stuff they had the dump they had the old stuff that they just moved over from other dumps and they didn't have any of these new ones so what would happen would be i would when i would go out uh i would go out into different directions. And so if I needed to go and get some, you know, just a couple groceries, uh, for dinner that night or something like that, I would just, instead of going to the one Walmart, I go to a different Walmart. And, uh, and then, uh, there was a time when I was at work when I needed to go into town and, and get something while my, I work in a different town and, uh, where I would have gone to the, the Lowe's to pick something up. Well, there was a different Walmart there. And so I went to that Walmart and, uh, eventually, I did find a place that had the uh, Justice League and the Superman 100-page comic giant books. And so I bought them with my Walmart gift card that I got from the car dealership, and I didn't pay a penny for them. I paid like 24 pennies for them because of tax or well, a bit more than that. I don't know, 7%, in, 7, 7% sales tax here in Indiana. So... I guess I did end up spending some some cash money. Then I kept my eye out and uh, again, was just kind of, I would go to different Walmarts. But what I saw happening was um, they are they were showing up throughout the month then and I, I've managed to find the Batman one at, a, at one of the Walmarts I'd already been to. So basically I, when I'm going to any Walmart, I'm, I'm walking uh, into the store through the collectible side and then going to the groceries to get whatever I needed to, to pick up milk or frozen pizza or, or whatever it was going to be. So I found the Batman one, but here's the kicker. I didn't pay for the Batman one either. Well, <laughs> let me rephrase. I did pay for it, but it wasn't cash that came out of my, my pocket or cash that came out of my bank account. We had been given a visa gift card. My family had, and we used most of it, but there was still a little bit of it left. And, um, so I just happened to be in the Walmart and I bought the Batman comic using that Visa gift card. And so again, I I still, there's no money coming out of my personal pocket. It's all been gifted to me from a family member who gave us the Visa gift card that we used to buy. I don't remember what we used it to buy. Um, but then with the last little bit that was left on that Visa gift card, Batman. And then the Teen Titans one was the one I didn't think I was ever going to find. So the Teen Titans one, the only place I've seen it show up was on eBay. And most of it, you know, I, I just, I just assumed the worst about everyone who was putting these on eBay. I just assumed the worst and, and maybe I shouldn't assume the worst. I mean, sometimes, you know, people got to do what they got to do and, uh, they have to, you know, if, if they see something and there's a, a demand for it, I can understand the uh, the hoarding and the buying and the collecting so that they can just sell it on eBay. And these things, $5 a piece in the store, 
they're selling for $20 a piece on eBay. Now, I don't know if they are now. I think some of the, the heat has died off. Um, but I saw complete sets being sold for 40 bucks, which is, you know, a hundred percent, uh, profit that they're making. Um, I saw others, you know, where it's like the teen Titans issue was selling for more than $20. And that's because that was the one that wasn't showing up at the beginning of the month. Some places were selling it. Some places were not toward the end of the month. I saw, I, I did see it in a Walmart, um, that I didn't normally go to, but I just happened to be near and I thought, I'm just going to go in and see if they have it. And literally that's all I went in for use the last of the visa gift card. I think there's like two bucks left on that visa gift card, but I ended up not spending any of my own money on any of these comics. Uh, now that changed today when I found the issue number two of the, of uh, justice league and Superman, I did spend my own money on that, but it was kind of fun for me to be able to say, Hey, I didn't spend any of my own cash on this. And so while some would say, you know, it, it doesn't matter where the money comes from. I would say that, um, I got these for less than a quarter each. So professor Allen, uh, you know, gauntlet throne, I got these hundred page giants for less than a quarter each because I only paid out of my pocket, uh, tax on one set of them. But anyway, and, and yeah, I, I know it's not real. I know it's, it's not a real victory. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to say it as if it is, and um, you decide. And I know what you've already decided, especially you, Professor Allen. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, I did <laughs> – I paid cover price. Fine, I'll admit it, uh, $5 each. But that's a really good deal. Now, 20 bucks on eBay for Teen Titans? No. But uh, I finally saw Teen Titans at one place, and I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to grab this right now because um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to see this again. I mean, I have basically five Walmarts in my area that I was uh, getting to. I got to each one of them at least once throughout the month. Um, and I tried to do it in a natural way. So it wasn't like I was just driving 15 minutes out of the way just to look for these. But it would be, you know, I might be headed somewhere else and drive past it, stop, go in and, and get what I need. So anyway, um, after that, though, I saw Teen Titans in, in two other places. Uh, and I collected all four of them, but I was still checking to see, you know, what is, what does this look like and, and how does this dis- distribution work? And so what was interesting was, uh, today I happened to stall, stop in a Walmart because I wanted to get a snack for myself. And, uh, I, I went in, walked past the, the collectibles area and it was being stalked by a guy who had three boxes on a cart and was wearing um, a name tag, but not a uniform. And so uh, I'm standing there and I'm just kind of scanning to see if there's any, they didn't even have the cardboard dump at this Walmart. And the guy asks me, hey, can I help you find something? And I thought, you know what? Why not? I'm just going to say it. And so I asked him, do you have the the $5 giant comics that DC put out? And he said, Oh yeah, yeah. You mean like the Justice League and the Superman and the the Batman and the 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 Wonder Woman? I was like, well, the yeah, the Teen Titans. He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't do a Wonder Woman one. And he said, well, I, I don't know. I haven't opened all my boxes here yet. And so, um, what's interesting then is you know Walmart has different food companies. It's not just Walmart. It's it's grocery stores. You know, um, in general, especially these chain stores, um, they have 
just a regular guy who comes in and stocks the shelves. And so a lot of times on Sundays is when it's happening where you'll have, they've gone through the weekend. A lot of stuff is off the shelves and then the Pepsi guy will show up and the Coke guy will show up and you know, the, the Nabisco person will show up and that kind of thing. And I don't know exactly how the details of that work as far as how, um, you know, how it gets put into the system or anything like that. But I've, you know, I'm sure you've seen it too when you've gone into a grocery store and you have someone that's stocking the shelf and they're wearing like a Pepsi uniform and not the, the Kroger uniform or the, um, the Meyer uniform or the, I can't think of what that Southern <laughs> grocery store chain that I've heard so much about from my friends from Florida, but I've never actually been in, but apparently it's the greatest, uh, or, or Vons, if, if that's still a thing in Los Angeles, uh, you know, they'll have the, the Pepsi guy come in. And so this is just the person who there is a specific distributor who comes in and stocks the collectible shelf. And that's all he was there to do. Oh, the greeting cards people do that too. And then they also have, uh, you know, the, the book people and the magazine people. Well, this is not the magazine people who put out these. This is the collectibles shelf guy who does this. And so he opened up his other box and sure enough, there was justice league number two and Superman number two. And he had four copies of each just in this box kind of loose with all the other stuff that he's using to fill in the, uh, the different boxes and stuff that are on the shelf in the collectibles area. And so then we got to talking a little bit about comics and, um, he talked about how he had his comic book collection and, and, uh, he said, you know, if I just hadn't read it, it'd be worth lots of money. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But you know, actually that's not entirely true. I, I told them, yeah, I had some that were well read. Um, but then I said, my collection would have been worth, worth nothing. Uh, although I will say side note, if you listen to the episode where I was talking about going through my comics and, um, getting them ready to go to a, uh, a giant sale, uh, to try and sell my comics. Uh, I was really successful at the sale. I was amazed Tom's vintage toy store. They did me a huge, huge, huge favor by allowing me to be there and by allowing me to sell my comics because I went with, uh, I think it was seven short boxes of, just my random comics from my collection over, over the, the last, you know, 30 years or whatever. And, um, you know, I kept a whole bunch too. I, I, this was not my whole collection. It was not, and maybe it was close to half my collection. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look again, but, um, my goal was to come back with one of them empty. And that was kind of like my big giant. Like if I could have anything in the world this day, that's what I want. And I had two empty boxes, when I went home, plus I sold a bunch of my own comics that were, uh, the books that I've written. And so that was, it was a great and successful day. So Tom's vintage toy store in Mishawaka, Indiana, huge shout out to you, Tom. Um, I know I thanked you on the day of, and I know you don't listen to this podcast, but if somehow you randomly come across this podcast and decide to listen to it, well, thank you. So anyway, we talked a little bit about that and he said that he got rid of most of his collection, but he's kept a couple things. Um, like the first two appearances of Wolverine, uh, he said that, you know, if he, if he had them in mint condition and hadn't read them as a child and just put them in boxes the way, um, you know, most of us kids did when we didn't realize, Ooh, this is a collectible. Instead we looked at it as, Oh, this is a consumable and we were reading it over and over and over again and losing the covers and stuff like that. And, uh, he, so he said, it's worth some money, you know, but it's not worth nearly as much money as it would be in near mint. And 
uh, he said he also had like um, some of the things that he kept. One of them was the first appearance of Warlock and, and some things like that. And I was like, this is really cool. I'm talking to a guy who actually is you know a comic book fan. And so he was really happy he was able to, to give those to me. Not give. I, again, spent my own money. Um, but yeah, so now the, those second issues are, are coming out. And from everything that I've read, they're going to do them in a, a higher print run. But I found it interesting that this guy at this Walmart, he didn't have the cardboard dump. He just set them on the shelf uh, flat. And so they're just laying on a shelf in a stack with the uh, showcase magazines. They had like six or seven copies of that. So it was uh, it was interesting to, to be able to talk to him, though, and uh, also be able to see kind of how how this works. These are going through a distributor who is working with Walmart. And uh, it's a Walmart exclusive, uh, so I'm not exactly sure what the relationship is between these distributors and like how. I I don't know. I I don't know how that works. I didn't go into a lot of detail there because the guy had a job to do, you know, and and I had to go pick up my son from cross country practice. So, anyway, that is uh, you know just another little little interesting tidbit. Uh, So the question then is, okay, so what is in these books and, and what did I think of them? And probably less important is the, what did I think of them? Uh, But, but what is in these books? And what's interesting to me is how they described this in their press release. Uh, they describe these as um, available July 1st, monthly anthology titles combine all new stories by top DC writers with classic tales from DC's deep history. And so that's where I was getting very, very excited about the possibility of like Marvel had, where it was those classic 80s stories. But with Marvel's, when they were doing like the, the, you know, the Avengers stories from the beginning and the Marvel uh, Spider-Man stories from uh, the late seventies or early eighties, they were classics. And some of them were ones I had read before, like the Avengers ones, but then the Spider-Man ones and some of the others, they were from runs that I was familiar with as far as having seen, you know, the, the artist and the writer, but they weren't things I had read before. And so when they, they, they were classic, but they weren't um, super famous. And I was kind of hoping for that kind of thing here where you would get like a really old one and a really new one. And then the, the really, really new one, the, the original ones. But what they, the way they describe it in their uh, press release is that um, available, available for $4.99, each 100-page anthology features all new stories written exclusively for these books, blah, 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 um, including Tom King, Dan Jurgens, Brian Michael Bendis, and Andy Kubert and others. And each title will also include additional story arcs drawn from fan favorite DC eras, such as new 52 rebirth and the new age of DC heroes. So new 52 from a few years ago, rebirth from a few years ago, but more recent (laughs) and the the new age of DC heroes is now that's what they're, they're kind of calling what's going on here. And so, um, I was, that's my big disappointment is that you don't have anything from the, uh, bronze age. You don't have anything from the, um, whatever it is that they call after the bronze age, the, I can't remember now the dark age, you know, whatever. Um, they, they don't have any, uh, you know, like John Byrne Superman stuff or anything like that. 
And so that was a little bit of a disappointment, but just a little bit, because I was trying to think then, okay, well, they're trying to pull in new readers. They're trying to pull in new readers to read current books. So it makes sense somewhat to not go back and do the deep cuts, even though they literally call it uh, <laughs> deep cuts <laughs> from their history, or at least, no, classic tales from their deep history. Um, but none of these are more than 20 years old. None of these are more than... Uh, 15 years old. Um, in fact, most of them are less than 10 years old. Oh, I shouldn't say none of them are more than 15 years old. We'll get to that. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with Teen Titans because honestly, that was probably my favorite of the four. I was surprised. I was also surprised how much I liked some of the stories that I didn't um, – hadn't read before uh, the justice league of America one. That's the one I want to start with because that's the one that had uh, half of the book were stories I had read before. Um, so justice league giant contained uh, a 12 page story. That's a standalone story about wonder woman. And it is called, uh, let's see here, the conversion. It's by Tim Seeley. And this was just a one shot, 12 page short story. Short stories are hard to do well, but when they're done well, they're really, really effective. And so 12 pages, that's half an issue right here. And it's a beginning, middle and end story. Um, the first time I read it, uh, actually for the, the episode, when I talked about these, um, I, don't know if, I think it was last episode when I did talk about these, um, it, I wondered if this is just part one of two or something like that. And it turns out it is a standalone one, one story. Uh, in the next issue, there's another one story standalone, uh, Wonder Woman original. And then in issue three, they're going to start a 12 part Wonder Woman story by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. And that 12 part story will be concurrent with the 12 part Superman story and the 12 part Batman story. The Teen Titans are doing a different thing. Um, and so for Wonder Woman, they have two one shots for Batman and Superman. Those original stories that are in issue one and issue two, those will be, um, a 12 page, uh, stories, but they're two parts each. So it ends up being basically an issue's worth of material before they jump into these 12 part stories. The, uh, by the way, the Batman 12 part story is written by Brian Michael Bendis and the Superman, uh, 12 part story is going to be by Tom King. And so they, they do, they have a, they have some strong, strong, strong creators working on this. Uh, yeah. So this wonder woman story is fantastic. It is so, so good. And I really don't want to talk too much about it other than to say that I really, really liked it because I, I really, really like the themes that they were playing with. And, and the essential idea is that, um, Aries shows up while uh, wonder woman is taking care of, uh, helping some people in the middle of the war zone. Um, and Ares shows up and is basically like, well, you, Wonder Woman, you say you're for peace, but you take care of peace by bringing on violence. And so you're one of my followers. And it's it's this uh, – there's absolutely a regular battle that's happening between her and Ares. And there's also this kind of battle of ideas between her and Ares. And I just – when I read it, I was just really, really pleased. This is a really, really good story. The uh, the other stories in here, um, Justice League number one and Aquaman number one are both from the New Fifty Two, 
which was in uh, 2011. And they're both from the new 250, uh, the new 52. Those were the two titles I was reading from the new 52. Um, there's also Swamp Thing, but that's a, a whole nother, whole nother thing. I was going to do that no matter what, but, uh, with, with Aquaman and justice league, I was jumping on the new tif- to the, the, the new 52, not the new 252. That's uh, the new 52. And I was jumping on those stories because of the new 52 and Aquaman. I read for a long, long while justice league. I kind of dropped out of and only picked it up when Aquaman was showing up in the, some of the crossover stuff later on. Um, and then eventually I dropped both of them and started just reading Aquaman and trade. And I'm still have a very, very big backlog of Aquaman that I have not read yet, which I feel bad about. Um, but I just, I just haven't gotten to it. So the Aquaman issue in here is the one where the trench shows up. And this is also the one where, um, Aquaman shows how much of a, how, how awesome he is. And he also, um, puts to rest some of the, um, some of the stuff where he, you know, Aquaman as a, as a character gets made fun of it and it's meta where they're, you know, they're making jokes about him talking to fish, which is going to show up in any modern Aquaman. One of the first things they have to do to get is just get it out of the way that, um, he, he talks to fish and that's either something that he doesn't really actually do, or it is something that is really, really awesome. And I would say, by the way, yeah, talking to fish, you can make fun of that all day long. That's awesome. I don't care what you say. Um, then there's a justice league number one from the new 52, where basically the team kind of comes together for the first time as there's an invasion from, from dark sides realm and Batman meets green lantern and they, you know, Superman shows up and there's all sorts of crazy stuff happening and, and it's, it's cool. Um, and it's, it's actually, that was a good run that, that arc. Um, and so for this issue, this Justice League of America number one, um, I felt kind of bad because I was only getting two stories that I hadn't read before. And only one of them was really, really, really good that I hadn't read before. Now, the Flash from the New 52, it was interesting. And I'll say this about the Flash story from the New 52 here, which is by Francis Manipal and Brian Bocciolato. And then um, art was also by Francis Manipal. And so... I, this flash story is not something I would buy, you know, monthly if I was paying $4 per issue, but in a anthology book that I'm paying $5 for the mystery in that issue of the flash, I am more than happy to pick up uh, justice league of America number two, because it set up a really interesting and compelling mystery that I was it just it looked really, really interesting. And what was interesting to me is actually I'd written a story kind of like that. It's not a story that ever got published, and it's not, a, it's not like I'm saying they stole my story or anything like that. And, and honestly, it's not a story I'm ever going to do anything with, so I don't feel bad like, oh, I can't do my story now, which has happened before where I feel like, oh, man, they did the story that I wanted to do. But um, that, that was really compelling. And that's, that's the one thing I'm kind of judging these by is – are the stories that they have chosen, even though they're from an era that I'm really not all that interested in, uh, the new 52, uh, are they compelling enough to make me want to buy, to compel me to buy the, the next issue. And, um, the wonder woman stuff I'm really interested in. And the, just because it's the same, uh, writer who's going to be doing the next one shot wonder woman story. Uh, but the flash story, it, it was compelling. 
And the Aquaman story and the Justice League story, they were fun to revisit. So that's a win, you know, for five bucks. Uh, next is the Superman one. And I, I, I believe I talked about this a little bit as well. The, the original story in the Superman giant issue uh, was interesting. And it was uh, the idea is basically uh, Superman gets put in a position where uh, as Clark Kent, other people are helping him the way Superman would help him, uh, not realizing <laughs> that the guy is actually, you know, Superman. And so I found that uh, really interesting. And I was really uh, ready to, to read part two of that. Um, then you also have the Superman Batman number one from 2000. Three, And that is an iconic story. And that is, uh, they call it a fan favorite. But um, as I'm looking at, you know, this, um, I'm thinking to myself, okay, that that is definitely what they're describing when they say um, classics, uh, classic tales from DC's deep history. Um, and I also appreciate that it that one is older than well, as of this recording, it is 15 years old. And so that's uh, Jeff Loeb and uh, Ed McGinnis with the artists uh, and the writer on this. And I have actually an interesting connection to this. Um, When I was first getting into comics and and becoming a professional comic book writer, I went to uh, Chicago's Wizard World at the time. And well, actually, I guess I guess they still are doing Wizard World in Chicago. But I went to that convention and uh, was with the Hedge Knight artist, um, my friend Mike Miller, and ended up getting to go to McDonald's with him and a whole bunch, just a bunch of of other artists. And uh, when I say other artists, I mean other than him, Mike, um, not other artists other than me, but um, – because I'm, I'm not an artist. If anyone wanted to know, I'm strictly writer, but I, uh, got to hang out with them and we ended up going back to one of their hotel rooms and just hanging out in the room. There's, you know, the TV was on and there's like 20 guys in there just talking and, uh, just, you know, talking shop. And I got to see the artwork of this issue, uh, before it was published and it was the stuff that I saw was where they were fighting Metallo in the graveyard. And it was so cool to me to be able to see like this preview of this book that I wasn't even sure what it was, but uh, it was really, really cool. And so that's, that's my connection there to that, that story. But the story itself, I had read that issue before and I'd also seen the movie. They did an animated movie, um, but I have not read the arc. And so I get to the end of the issue in this book and it ends on a nice cliffhanger. And again, I'm compelled. I I'm really interested to see what happens. Um, (laughs) Superman gets shot by a kryptonite bullet and gets dropped into a grave and, uh, Batman hops in the grave and starts doing surgery right then there to get the bullet out. And what happens next? Well, you have to find out, but they're going to be buried. (laughs) And it's like, I, I'm thinking, oh, this is, there's some really interesting stuff happening here, and I would really, really like to see um, what what happens next. Uh, let's see. There's also Green Lantern number one, which is from 2005, and that's a Jeff Johns story, and that's a again pre pre New Fifty Two. And then there's the Terrifics, which is a New Age of Heroes story. Uh, the Green Lantern story is from um, they call it again a fan favorite uh, series, uh, No Fear, and I think I had read this before, but I can't remember as I was reading it. I thought, um, 
I, I, I don't remember any of this, but I thought I had read it before. So I, I probably was, I probably haven't. The Terrifics I actually picked up uh, when it came out because it came out the same month as Marvel 2-in-1 with uh, Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm. And I found it really, really interesting that while Marvel was putting out this Fantastic Four comic that only has two of the Fantastic Four, and I just I think it's such a fantastic idea to use the title Marvel 2-in-1 when it's just the two of them instead of all four of the Fantastic Four. And I knew that the Fantastic Four was going to be coming, and it's coming soon, actually. And um, but I'm, I'm looking at this and thinking, this is this is great. And yeah, it's 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 Ben Grimm, it's Johnny Storm, and they're going on adventures. And and actually, that issue, that first issue of the uh, Marvel Two and One, is really touching, really really touching. Um, and, and, and then interesting, there, there's some interesting stuff going on there as well, as far as the plot that's happening and, and some really neat things happen in that series. But the terrifics was kind of like DC's version of, uh, let's like, let's do our own fantastic four. And so, um, the terrifics features, uh, Mr. Terrific, it features, uh, Metamorpho, Plastic Man and Phantom Girl. And so you have these characters who kind of have the powers of the Fantastic Four. Like, there's no way this is not a riff on the Fantastic Four on purpose. And I, I love the idea. And, and they both came out on the same day, if I remember correctly. Uh, and so I, I picked that up because I was like, okay, let's do a, let's do a compare contrast. You know, Marvel doing Fantastic Four without doing Fantastic Four and DC doing Fantastic Four without doing Fantastic Four. And, uh, yeah, so what what's interesting to me about this is Terrifics number seven, which is coming out in real time in a month or so, uh, features, I believe, Swamp Thing. So that means one of these 100-page comic giants, probably number seven, if they continue uh, using the Terrifics in, in the pages of the Superman 100-page giant, is going to have a Swamp Thing in it. So I'm excited about that, for sure. Anyway, um that story uh it, it's it's an interesting story it's a big sci-fi romp and uh so i'm excited to keep reading through that in in here uh the green lantern one it's it's good it's good but i'm not all that excited about it so moving from superman to batman the batman one is probably the one i was the most disappointed in uh the original story the original 12 page part 1 of 2 one more chance by Jimmy Palmiotti is actually a, a pretty good uh, half story uh, enough that I'm very curious, like what's going to happen next. Basically Batman needs to rescue a kidnapped little girl who um, he, he has a, a connection to um, an emotional connection to the, uh, the backup stuff. I don't know why I'm calling it backup stuff. Cause it's like the actual like meat of the book. Includes Batman number 608 from 2002. Ah, that one, older than 15 years. Okay, there we go. That's a Jeff Loeb story. It's uh, the beginning of the Batman Hush storyline. And so that's not a storyline I've ever read, but it's a storyline I've heard about and how, you know, heard about how it's really, really awesome. And I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy reading it in um, one issue per month. But that's just because this first part does not feel like, oh, this is the classic, amazing story that everyone uh, is talking about. 
it just feels like a, a decent beginning of a Batman story. Um, it involves Killer Croc, and there's some good stuff going on. It's well-written, but I don't quite know exactly what the stakes are yet. And so we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure. And there's a, you know, there's a mystery to solve. Uh, but Nightwing, which is a new 52 book, um, it's written by Kyle Higgins and the artist is Eddie Barrows. And that one, it, there's a mystery there as well. And I found that cliffhanger to be really, really interesting. And, you know, just, uh, there's a new villain. And I'm really curious, like, what is this villain's, uh, issue with, uh, with Nightwing. And I'm really, really interested in, in continuing with that. Then there was Harley Quinn number one, which was also a new 52 book. I was not interested at all. <laughs> and, um, it's actually got a similar, uh, mystery. Uh, someone wants to kill Nightwing or, uh, well, Dick Grayson and someone wants to kill Harley Quinn. Like that's, they both have that same kind of mystery. Um, someone wants them dead who and why? Well, I don't care with Harley Quinn. <laughs> and, um, that book is not for me. It's, it's not bad. It was, there's funny stuff, some funny jokes, but it just was kind of stupid to me. Now, if you like that, don't, don't worry. I, I'm not going to judge you. I, I'm not. Uh, I just didn't find it interesting. And I, and part of it is just, I'm not, I'm not excited about a book's protagonist where the protagonist or whatever you call her, um, just knocks people's head off with a mallet. Um, for fun, you know, I guess it wasn't for fun, but it was not self-defense at that point. And it just, yeah, but she's a bad guy. And sometimes I can read bad guy stories and think, yeah, this is good. I want to get to know who this bad guy is, why they do what they do. Harley Quinn, not all that interested in her. So that was the Batman one. And then the best one in the bunch for me was teen Titans. I found that really, really surprising. Um, the, original story is different from the other ones where in Batman, Superman and justice league, number one and two, it's going to be kind of their own original stories. And then they're in number three, all three of those books are going to launch out with a 12 part original story with teen Titans. They're coming out of the gate with a longer original story. And that's a six part original story. And it's uh, written by Dan Jurgens and is there's a, a brand new villain and it just, uh, it, I really, it was, it was a good story and I'm curious what's going to happen next. And this villain that they've created, who is going to be coming back, you know, cause he, it seems like he's defeated. Um, I'm just wondering, okay, how are they going to beat this guy? You know? And it, and that's what you want to have with a story where you end it, where the people are saying what's going to happen next. The, um, the reprints are super sons number one, which is just from last year. That's a rebirth uh, thing. And that one I had not read before, but my friend Evan, who has been on the podcast before, he really, really loves it. And I liked it. It was okay. Um, but Damien, the Robin who is jo joining up with Superman's son, uh, Jonathan Kent, um, he's, he's a punk. <laughs> he is a straight up jerk punk. <laughs> I did not like him. Uh, I'm curious what's going to happen next with them, but not interested. Um, teen Titans. Number one is from 2003. And that one was also, uh, I guess a classic run. And again, my friend Evan really likes that, uh, run on, on teen Titans. 
And uh, I liked what they were doing. I liked the story. I liked the writing. And I'm curious what's going to happen next. And then you have Sideways, which is from the new age of heroes, um, coming out of the whole Dark Knight's metal thing. And uh, Sideways is basically a character who is a lot like a Spider-Man. And this character is a high schooler, and he has the power to teleport himself through um, through cracks in, in the space-time continuum. But when he uses that, it's actually hurting the space-time continuum, and someone wants him to stop. And that someone looks really powerful and mean. And what's going to happen next? Well, find out next month. I guess technically find out this month. So that's my report on the 100 page giants from Walmart. And like I said, I have now number two of justice league and Superman, and I only have two complaints. Um, my, my, uh, comments about the selection of the stories that went in are not complaints, but I do wonder who they're marketing to with these because they do feel a little more mature and not all ages. And, and that's probably intentional. Uh, and I wouldn't call that a complaint necessarily. Um, my two complaints are this, and maybe it's more fear. Uh, one of them is not a complaint, but it's more of a fear. And that is with any new initiative with any new thing, I'm worried that I'm not going to get the complete story because it's going to get canceled. Now that worry happened to me often when I would be buying independent books, when I was, uh, you know, going to conventions and stuff. And I would pick up someone's number one issue. That's number one of 100. And so actually for my series armor quest, we intentionally did a zero issue that was also going to be a self-contained story. And that was the first thing we put out was this zero issue and it was a self-contained story. I think it was eight pages long, but anyone who bought it from us, they were getting a beginning, middle and end in this little ash can black and white mini comic. And they weren't getting part one of 12, but they weren't going to find out, you know what happens because they only get part one. Now, Armor Quest ended up having that happen anyway when we went with a publisher and we started putting out the actual comic book. Um, we were canceled after issue three, even though we had completed up through issue six, which completed uh, the story arc. It was canceled and the book was put out as a, uh, a graphic novel that had all six issues in it. And then it was put out, I think it was on Comixology. So you can get all six issues, but in print, in color, you can only get the first three. That was really disappointing, and that was just me as a creator being disappointed as well. But the same thing happens here, so I'm wondering, okay, am I going to get issue number three of these, and then it gets canceled because the initiative failed? Well, we'll find out if it failed or not later. Uh, the other complaint that I would have is this. If it's as hard to get these books in the next few months as it was right now with issue one of these books and you are interested in, let's say hush or in, um, well, let's just go with hush because that's a long, a long story arc. Um, and you can, you get number one, you find number two and then you miss number three and go to number four and number three, you just never get. So you, you lose a chapter there. Um, that's, that's possible. Now, what would make that a little less, I don't know, painful, I guess, is if these hundred page giants weren't all serialized 
stories. Every single one of these stories in every single one of these books, except for the 12-page Wonder Woman story, are continued next time. And I really feel like something like this, the continuing 12-part, 12-page original story is awesome because that's going to bring people back every month. But I also feel like they need an anchoring one shot within there as well. So that when you pick up this $5 book, you're getting an original 12 page story. You're getting a one shot story. Maybe it's classic. Maybe it's original. I don't know. And then you're getting these reprints as well. So two reprints that are like hush. So the, uh, you get a classic one shot done in one Batman story, an original continuing story, the hush continuing story, and then, you know, Nightwing or Harlequin or whatever. Um, so you can have like this anchor point where you know, no matter what, when you pick up one of these things, you're going to get at least 24 pages. A quarter of the book is going to be a complete beginning, middle and end instead of what people are going to get, especially now they've missed issue number one. They're not reprinting number one. So you get number two, you are going to be starting the story with chapter two of almost everything. And you know, and that's maybe that's not too bad because they're going to have, uh, you know, a recap of what happened before. Um, but it could also be off putting. And so that's, that's just my, you know, as a, as a reader and as a collector, that's what I think through. Uh, and it's also something that we thought through when we were going over, like, how do we produce our, our books? And so with that, that issue zero, where we didn't know if we we're going to be able to do a whole series of armor quest or not. And that's why we did it the way we did it. And, yeah, there's no solution. Comic books are serialized storytelling more often than not. Um, but I would love to have a few more, you know, done in one beginning, middle and end. Here's a complete story in here. So I'm also not a decision maker at a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar uh, industry. I am a, uh, well, right now I'm, an out of work freelance comic book writer. I'm not writing any comics right now um, because I, there's no publishers who need me right now. And there's no, um, uh, well, it's hard to find art artist partners and I just don't have anyone to work with right now on any ideas. So um, I'm doing audio dramas, which are comic books without the panels. Um, Cause it's still just mainly dialogue, but yeah. So all that said, this was $20 that I did not spend, but that I would have gladly spent and will be potentially spending every month. And, you know, I'm not going to let my seven-year-old son read these, but my teenage kids, uh, I think that they would enjoy these. And I, I don't know if they want to, but they are things that um, I would be more than willing to let them read if they showed an interest in them. And uh, I myself am showing an interest in them. I'm, I'm liking these and it's fun you know, to read these, these classic stories. So that is that. So, uh, yeah. So with all that said, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the comic book time machine. Um, we've appreciated your, uh, support. We appreciate, um, your comments on Facebook, questions on Facebook and discussions. And, um, if you have any thoughts about these 100 page giants, let me know. I don't think I'll be doing a monthly report on all of these. Um, I don't think my opinion is going to change much about, about these until they add in like a different series or a different set of stories. Um, so we'll probably come back around to these maybe in a year when we have like the, those 12, 
12 uh, part original stories come out and uh, we're able to see kind of what those are or, or maybe when they are halfway through. I, I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll come back to these eventually, but we're not going to be doing regular coverage on these. And uh, yeah, I, but I am going to be regularly reading these and continuing the great hunt. So wherever you are, I hope you are enjoying your comic books. I hope you are reading what you like and liking what you read. And until next time, Godspeed. <laughs>